0: Hello, my name is Darren Stitt. I'm here with Pastor Kip, and this is the One Truth Podcast, uh, where we're all about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ in the conflict with the idols of our day. And we're really, really excited about this podcast because we have our first guest with us. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm a little bit mixed feelings on that because I kind of feel like we bring somebody so high profile on for our first guest, <laughs> it can only go downhill from here. So we just want to let everybody know... <laughs> Don't expect us to have this every week, but uh, we're excited to ha- have Elizabeth Johnson with us, the activist mommy, and so thank you so much for uh, joining us today.
1: It's an honor. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of, um, we're right toward the end of Operation Save America's national event, so we're all kind of sitting here with our eyes half closed <laughs> and it's been you know, a week. trying to keep ourselves upright, but God has really been moving and yeah. working. Yes, he and has. So um, we really appreciate you taking the time with us today, so um, just wanted to start with um, I just kinda wanna start at the beginning because I love what you do, I love the videos you do. Obviously, we're about bringing the gospel and the conflict with the idols Mm. of our day, which is something that you do on a regular basis on your social media platform. So, how did you even become the Activist Mommy? Like, how did this even happen?
1: Well, thank you guys so much for having me on, and we appreciate your hospitality this week. You guys have been incredible. Um, I basically uh, started, um, I guess the Activist Mommy began really during the time of the Kim Davis controversy. Mm -hmm. Um, In some sense, this is kind of when um, I really got ignited off of the pew, if you will, and into the culture war. Uh, My husband and I have always been in pro-life ministry and pro-life leaders. uh, We led the Personhood Ohio campaign uh, ballot initiative, and um, we've always been fighting to end abortion by love and by law, <laughs> yeah. and protect these children. But something happened during the Kim Davis rally, um, uh, or I say rally, the, the weeks that we spent there. Right. Um, basically, when I was watching the, the whole thing unfold with Kim, and uh, I was in my kitchen on my laptop, and I saw those homosexuals in her office, uh, Ask her, by what authority do you refuse to issue these marriage licenses? this is the county clerk in Kentucky. Right, right. And she said, by God's authority, I told my kids, pack your bags, we're going to Kentucky. <laughs> That's awesome. We are watching this hero. Mm-hmm. We are watching this in real time. You are witnessing history. Yeah. Um, and I wanted my kids to see it unfold. And so we headed down there thinking we were going just for the day <laughs> because she had yeah. a, a hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... We thought that, worst case scenario, she would lose her job. Right. Okay? Right. And, but we were praying she would not lose her job and that the ruling would go in her favor. Right. Yeah. And in the favor of religious liberty. And to our horror, <laughs> they put this woman in ankle and wrist shackles. Wow. And send her to jail wow. for her faith. Yeah. And so Kim was a hero of ours for defying a judge's, a federal judge's unlawful order because she was obeying Kentucky law. And so the world was watching. I mean, all of the national media, every single network was there. Right. And so we didn't leave once that was over. We went and we supported her outside of her jail, and we planned a rally in a couple of days and then came in. The gigantic rally. We were even um, um, picketing, whatever you want to call it, protesting outside of Judge Bunting's house in his front yard. Oh yeah, uh, That's awesome. Bunning actually is his name. Yeah, we um, we took a strong, bold aggressive stand on behalf of Kim Davis. And honestly, I think that the picket outside of his house may have been more effective than anything we did. Yeah, uh, It's not something that most people would do,
2: yeah.
1: but I guarantee you his wife was sending, <laughs> you know, um, some sharp words in his ears Absolutely. and telling him, get these people out of our front yard and get this woman out of jail. Because a couple of days later, as we were all there at another rally where Huckabee, Mike Huckabee had planned mm-hmm. and, um, 10,000 people strong. Schools were shut down. Out comes Kim Davis out of jail. Now, interestingly enough, I and my children were at church that night, the night she walked into her church and had gotten out of jail that day. Wow. We were there with her worshiping. It was wonderful. It was so neat to see her free and to see her, you know, thanking and praising God. And we were concerned that Kim was going to compromise because they said in the news, they said the reason Kim was getting out of jail was because she and the judge had come to some kind of conclusion and compromise. So we were nervous Uh that she was going to compromise. And so I sat down beside her in church during like an altar call at the end. And I had this little conversation with her and, she said, oh, Elizabeth, you, you don't understand. I'm I'm not compromising. She said, I don't even know why I'm out of jail. She said, I haven't agreed to anything. Wow. She said, I told them I'm not leaving jail because I'm not signing. And anything. she said the judge forced her to leave the jail because he wanted us out of his front yard. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so, oh so anyway... I have always been, you know, a, a mom of a large family, a homeschool mom, and my husband is a powerful speaker, mm-hmm. um, and preacher, and leader in his own right. And I have followed him along with the diaper bag and my kids, <laughs> and we've just supporting him in his ministry, yeah. uh, you know, all all this time. And but something happened in Kim Davis where uh, the whole Kim Davis situation where it just seemed like maybe God was gonna use me to do a little more than just carry the diaper bag. Sure. And, um, and then when the whole thing happened with um, Target mm-hmm. and the bathroom policy, right, the transgender right. bathroom policy, that was when I filmed my first vlog video. I was so mortified yeah. <laughs> by yeah. the arguments being made, by what was being done yeah. to our daughters, right. the risk that they were being placed in, I just couldn't stay silent and right. I said, good grief, we're going to have to get loud fast, real fast, and mobilize God's people to action. And so I filmed that first little video, and I mean, the rest is history. It just all happened very organically. I did not try to make it happen. It was just, um, apparently there was a real hunger in God's people, in conservative people, to have someone who will boldly confront the insanity and the sin and the idolatry, as you say, yes. um, in our culture. And so I just kept filming these little short videos on the social and moral issues of the day. You right. know, I, I'm not a I'm not a Bible study teacher, even though I, I you know could teach women the Bible, but that's not my thing. You know, I'm not I'm not an Ann Coulter. I'm not dealing with political stuff so much. Sure. I'm not banging the Trump drum. Um, I'm just staying very focused on the moral and it social. Moral issues moral insanity. Yes. Um, th- and, and,
2: and really, I mean, that's what we're living in the middle of. And you, you mentioned the bathroom bill and, and the fact that this puts our daughters and, and, and wives in, in, you know, in, in danger. Um, and really, what's the cause? I mean, what's, what's the balance? What's the payoff? The payoff is that you, that you satisfy the, 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 the pretend world of, of, of a of a, of a, you know, a perverted group of people, a minority, you know, hmm. uh, in, in, in its political correctness. Um, and that's the payoff. No, I'm, I have I have five daughters. I'm not interested in putting in the, any of them in danger in order f- to to make someone feel accommodated in their de- delirium, in their you know yeah. delusion. So, um, no, th- that's just not going to happen.
1: Literally uh, the stupidest moment in our yeah. nation's history right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This yeah this it's gender insanity phase we're yeah. going on the most unintelligent moment of our nation's history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So tell me this, like uh, we, you know, obviously we're fans. We watch the things that you do and, and stuff like that. Um, in terms of cultural idols, because that's where your focus primarily is, is on this cultural moral decay. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to have certain specific ones that you focus on, though. Which, which so how do you decide what you're going to cover, what you're not going to cover, and which one of these things you're going to confront sure. when they come up? Because there's all kinds of stuff that needs to be. Right. There's no shortage of stupidity sure. in our world. Yes. So, yeah. Well, unfortunately, there <laughs> yeah. no, sure. will. Ne- yeah. I'm
1: afraid, never be an end to the number of vlog videos I could I could make. Um, yeah. No shortage of evil. I uh, I focus on um, really anything that is really hot in the news at that moment that mm-hmm. has any moral application, which we know the Bible has the answers yeah, to absolutely. all issues in yeah, life, right. and especially issues of morality. And uh, I just want to apply what God's Word says to these issues. Um, and when you take a, a current story that is really trending, um, then you can, if, if, you know, God so wills, or if you, you know, happen upon it in just the right timing, you can get a really viral video on your hands. And that's what happened to me with the Women's March video back mm-hmm. in, I think, 2016 or yeah, yeah, 2017. Right.
0: No, it was 2017, I think. It was
1: 2017, because we've okay. only had two women's marches. So yeah, uh, this yeah, is yeah. how this is how short yeah, of a yeah, time this cr- has yeah, happened in. This was just... T- right, three yeah, years ago, yeah, I think. That was, that was, 2015. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But this video um, was the first really viral video I'd ever done. Y'all, mm-hmm. that was only January of 2017. I've had 75 million video views since then. Mm-hmm. I have had... Um, I've got over 600,000 followers. That's how fast and yeah. organic, you cannot in any way yeah. force that or pay for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no,
2: that's the thing, you've <laughs> tapped into a, into a cultural feeling that's out there. There, right. there's a, there. There's a group of people obviously that resonate with your message. Um, and and uh, that has shown itself, it's evidenced itself in your, in your popularity and the popularity of your videos.
1: Well, that was the first one. And mm-hmm. I basically just cried foul uh, on the right. feminist movement and, right. sa- and, and said and showed how uh, the feminist movement is not about women's rights. Or they mm-hmm. would be protecting the rights of women oppressed by Islam. They would right, be protecting yeah. the rights of women in the womb, females yep. in the womb that right, are being yeah. slaughtered through abortion. Yeah. Um, That's all just smoke and mirrors uh, for the truth of it, and that's that feminism was an ideology created to justify women in their sin, to justify them in their... Lesbianism and the uh, you know ungodly divorces that they wanted to right. have, right. and uh, their abortions and sexual liberation that they wanted to to attain, and of course Margaret Sanger, their leader, uh, mm. was a very immoral, sexually immoral woman herself, unfaithful to her husband, and uh, certainly advocated for abortion and eugenics yeah. and all those things. So you know, I deal with abortion and Islam and. Um, Actually, the most viral video I had was concerning the Me Too movement, which, right. again, was another hit on feminism. Um, mm-hmm. And and how do I decide? It needs to be something that is currently trending in the news. And it needs to be something that I'm passionate about and that I yeah. care about. My passion yeah. will feed out into yeah. the, the, the video. In yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you can see videos. Yeah. You can see that for sure. Yeah.
0: So you're going after feminism a lot. I notice that's mm-hmm. a big piece. So they kind of see you as a Judas, right? Like, here's this woman, she yes. should be on our side. But you are, you know, you have all these kids, you know, you're a mom, activist mommy. And they look at that, and yes. to them, they look at that with disdain. So in your actual interactions with feminists, like legit mm-hmm. real feminists, how does that usually go? I mean, they're very rational people that want to hear your ideas, right?
1: <laughs> no. no, not at all. And, you know, I don't hold some type of obligation to the female race. I'm a member of right. the human race. Yeah, right. And I uh, advocate for the rights of all human beings. Yeah. And um, being a female doesn't give you the right to hate on men. Being a female doesn't give you the right to murder children. Um yeah. And being female doesn't give you the right to have sex with someone of the same sex, yeah. and I don't have to hold you accountable because you're a female. Yeah, right. So I, I hold no no allegiance or obligation to the sisterhood, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you know I have, as I said in one of my videos, I have more in common with, you know, a black brother that lives on the other side of the tracks than I do with a uh, a female a, a white f- you know, female stay-at-home mom who's advocating for the murder of, of children. Right, right. I Those those women I have nothing in common with, yeah, yeah. and I will not support their evil ideology. I'm just going to, you know, use my voice to call it out, to yeah. uh, to rise up against the, the, the evildoers, the iniquity that is trying to um, really destroy our religious liberties, trying to um, endanger our children. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. But I do have friends in the feminist movement, actually, yeah, and they are my friends and they are my followers because they are very interested in the fight that I am engaging in against the whole transgender movement. Okay. There yeah. is a subsection of the radical feminist movement um, who obviously and rightly feel very threatened by mm. the transgender movement that now... Basically destroys all women's rights. Everything that women have fought for up to this point, so-called equality, is completely null and void when a man can say he's a woman woman just because he says so. Right. You've basically undone, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. More than 50 years of women's rights uh, history. So.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like I think it was recently you did a video about men young men who are, who are competing mm. in athletics with young, and I mean they're obviously just blowing them away because men and women, I mean, newsflash, Physiologi- news <laughs> f- physiologically different yeah. than each other. And you, know you know what's amazing know? about
2: that? I, I, um, I teach an ethics class at a number of local colleges, <clears throat> and uh, that, that's one thing I do broach and, and, and say, well, you know, we, we talk about uh, male and female equality, and then I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, how far does that equality extend? Does man equal woman? Like they're interchangeable, you know? Um, and, and we do get on this, this issue of, uh, you know, women competing or men competing in women's sports if they call themselves a woman. And they're identifying as a woman and, and they have some regulation about, um, uh, about uh, blockers, you know, testosterone blockers and things like that. If you've been on them a year, but you, if, if, you're, if you've been a man, you've got the muscle mass already. Mm. You can be on the testosterone blockers all you want, but you've got the muscle mass, and so um, their and hearts,
1: so, even cardiovascular, yeah, uh, yeah. from a cardiovascular standpoint, are yeah, are yeah. different as well.
2: Right, uh, every yeah, circulatory, system, I mean everything. There, it, it's uh, it, it's made as a man's, and so, so, uh, so you know, it, it's funny because you ask these, and they're like, no, that's okay, that's okay, it's okay, you know. Um, it, and we're not even talking about the fairness of it, but don't you understand that there is there are biological physiological differences there,
1: Absolutely. And, and, and,
2: and and they have been so indoctrinated by the voices of this culture, that they're willing to they're they're willing to shut off their brain. You know, it's amazing to me because Christians get accused of being anti-science, being anti, um, you know, anti, uh, you know, not yep. using their brain when they come. They're just relying on faith. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, like we yeah. have the science behind this. The science is there. It's been in for years. That's right. The LGBT movement—they're the—they're the science deniers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, in, in that in that arena as well as the abortion arena. Yes. When does when does life begin and and, and all this sort of thing. Um, you but know, how do they keep winning
1: these debates in the you know, public sphere? We yeah. have to ask ourselves that. It's time to, yeah. for them to no longer be winning these debates. Yeah. We've got to win these debates, and we've got to use social media effectively to win these ba- debates because we don't own some of these networks like yeah. CNN and MSNBC yeah that are spewing, you know, lies yes. all over the airwaves. And so yeah. um, that's just my little part of the contribution is mm-hmm. utilizing social media to fight these these lies because the cultural Marxist takeover of our nation um, is not accidental. Right. It is very intentional. And um, we, you know, as early as 1963 have seen communist goals read into congressional record uh, proving that there is an intentional takeover uh, of our nation by people who do not have our best interest in mind and they're very immoral people and they will stop at nothing to destroy our way of life and so um, I believe that it's my job to inspire people to no longer be pew warmers to no longer be closet yeah. christians to come out of the closet and engage in the culture because if people like these marxists can mm. be used to destroy our country mm. and our values then certainly god yeah. can use people like us yeah. to revive our nation and save our nation from this destruction i
2: think i think you know i, and I think what i love about what you do is you show that people who are conservative who care about family values, people who are Christians who who, c- who care about righteousness mm-hmm. um, can still have teeth if that yes. makes sense. Um, yeah. I think that we are under the illusion because of so many years of, of teaching and uh, you know almost a pacifistic uh, indoctrination from our pulpits.
1: Feminism. Uh, well,
2: yes, th- th- that's, a, that's that is the effect of feminism. Right? Yep. Feminizing our pastors, yep. feminizing, I mean, putting doilies or, you know all over the church, which nothing wrong with doilies, okay, but uh, but, but not gonna challenging gonna men to be men, that. and <laughs> what's We're that? Get emails, we'll probably get emails about the doilies, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we probably will, but, uh, but no, I think, uh, and I think what you've shown is that just because, you know, I mean, you, you look throughout the history of, of biblical history, God honoring people throughout the ages have had teeth. They've, they, you know, David was a warrior. Um,
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, and that doesn't mean that we stop when, just because Jesus is about grace is about forgiveness. We never we never use the sword, you know, a, a, a against someone in, in um, as sort of a first recourse, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a defensive thing only. But but the thing about it is, that Jesus was not was not shy yeah. about proclaiming the hypocrites. Jesus was not shy. Yeah. He, he he was not shy about kicking over the money changers, the tables of the money changers. He wasn't shy about calling the Pharisees uh, hypocrites and whitewashed tombs. Right. Um, and, and, and what you've done and what I appreciate about that is you've shown us that Christians can still have teeth. Um, and, and even, even mommies yes. who tote diaper bags, yes. who love their children. Um, I, I call it the mama bear. Yes. You know? um, and, uh, and, and, and so I, I do appreciate that. I think that's, uh, that has been a blessing. Uh, to Christians, um, you know, and and, and, I, and I hope that that continues on.
1: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I do, uh, we definitely cannot just focus on the portions of scripture about Jesus that um, that we prefer and yeah. the, <laughs> the interactions that Jesus had that were only gentle. Yeah. Uh, it's very obvious that when Jesus was interacting with people that were humble and broken and mm-hmm. teachable, that he was very gentle with them. Yeah you know, and and, and very gracious and merciful. Absolutely. But when Jesus was dealing with stiff-necked, hard-hearted people, Mm -hmm. arrogant, prideful people, he gave them both barrels and some. Like you said, he turned over the tables. He called them serpents Mm -hmm. and whitewashed tombs and hypocrites and brood of vipers. And, and, you know, uh, who are we dealing with here? We're dealing with people like Teen Vogue magazine that are teaching our kids how to sodomize one another, teenagers. We are dealing with people that are dismembering and decapitating innocent children in the womb. Mm -hmm. We are dealing with evil personified. And so if Jesus can turn over tables for some, oh, religious pride or maybe not handling the money right right in the temple, could we please... Act yeah. a little bit more like Jesus and turn over some tables over our kids being sexualized yeah. and babies yeah. being murdered. I think it's long past time well, that we turn over some tables. One yeah. of the things
0: you said in your talk the other night, which I really, really appreciate it, was you talked about how Christians are spinning like, one of the problems with Christians in this generation is they want to be nicer than Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to be, s- phrase, I thought that was way. great. Yeah. It was so awesome. But speaking to that point in particular... You know I know you have to hear this and I hear it sometimes mm-hmm. like when I share your stuff and have conversations with people they say oh but she's so uh, vicious you know she's so um, you know that kind of a thing mm-hmm. what, what do you say to those people and they say oh you're too you're too harsh you're too vicious you know? well
1: first of all if I sat in front of a camera and filmed a boring video uh, where I just shared uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes Something, right. some truth out of the Bible Like every other Bible teacher out there Yeah. I wouldn't have 70 million views People wouldn't be interested in what I had to say Okay, yeah. you have to utilize A little bit of wit sometimes yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and so yes, Weird. I utilize okay Some yeah. <laughs> I utilize some wit and some snark, snark And punch And that intrigues people You know, Especially yeah. coming from f- a female They want to watch yeah. that, they want to see more of it They want to share it with their friends Um, but, but ultimately I can't please everyone and not my platform is, and, and my videos are not going to be for everyone. Um, some people aren't going to be able to stomach the controversy that I'm dealing with. And, um, you know, but I, I believe that, um, you know, everything that I do and put out there, um, still honors God's word, still honors our Lord. Uh, But again, he asked us, who will stand up for me against Mm -hmm. the workers of iniquity? And, you know, you can't always play patty cake with the workers of iniquity. When you are exposing evil, um, you have to fight. And sometimes when you see the way pastors today and Christian leaders are dealing with our culture, you have to wonder do they really want to win? Do they really right. care? Are they even concerned that mm-hmm. babies are dying and that kids are being taught how to have anal and oral sex in elementary school? Do mm-hmm. they even yeah. give a care? Yeah, right. And I think that my response, which seems urgent, passionate, and even angry at times, yeah. uh, is appropriate yeah. for the kind of crimes we're talking about yeah. here. It's justified. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you bought something new
0: for us related to that this time. Joseph Spurgeon, our friend, was teasing me about this the other day. He said, it's okay. good to see you guys finally got some protesters. Because <laughs> you know, uh, they get protested for stuff all the time. Okay. In Louisville. But, um, you know, that does bring up an interesting question of how people interact with you because you're kind of a lightning rod. And uh, I, Kip, you had a question
2: related to that. Yeah, know. no. Um, so so this week during OSA, um, one, of the, one of the approaches, and we did this back in November as well, one of the approaches that... Uh, that we've utilized in order to combat this cultural, this cultural evil of of abortion is we have sent out mailers of abortionists showing their pictures on there, um, showing a picture of what they do, uh, a fetus that has been dismembered by the abortion uh, procedure, um, and then also listing uh, listing their their address um, and then also a plea of repentance mm. on it. Mm. Um, and we, we uh, I think we mailed out a couple hundred for 100 for each um, each uh, each abortionist that we that we visited. Uh, there were two that we targeted this time. Um, and, and really uh, th- those were localized mailers just in the immediate neighborhood so that their neighbors were the ones that knew. Now we do this for sex sex offenders, you know mm-hmm. in, and I was amazed at one point and I looked up the sex of, sex offender registry uh, for around this property and it was mm-hmm. kind of shocking to me to see, the frequency of that happening, you know, but, but they're all, they are on there, they're on the registry, mm-hmm. um, and they are, they're identified for what they've done. Well, these people are doing, what they're doing is legal, but what they're doing is still murdering babies, mm-hmm. right? Well, anyway, so we, we sent these out, and we've gotten a lot of press coverage about this event, all primarily directed around those mailers. Nothing about the issue of abortion itself nothing about who we are, what we're trying to accomplish, what we're doing, at least none of that got printed. Mm-hmm. It was brought up in the interviews, you know, that we've done. I, um, Jason Storms, Darren and I, both all three of us have, have done multiple interviews with different uh, outlets and whatnot. Um, but anyhow, so so one of the, the overriding concern in all of these interviews was the safety of the abortionist. <laughs> Don't you think that that this might put someone in harm and i said you know in 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 my interview anyway i stressed the fact that we are a peaceful people mm-hmm. we are nonviolent. we've all signed pledges to nonviolence. Mm-hmm. And we m- made that known um and then uh but but uh one of the things i encouraged him i said look um you know we don't want any violence happening in mm-hmm. fact we would we would stand in the way of that happening mm-hmm. um but one thing that's not often brought up is the violence that already is happening, right. not the hypothetical violence that could happen if right. somebody crazy got a hold of this address, which, by the way, is not hard to find if you're really determined right. to find it. Um, and uh, and so, uh, so um, anyway, uh, the, the violence that's already happening in Indiana, 22 children a day are being dismembered. That's uh-huh. the violence. Uh-huh. Another thing, though, I think, that isn't often brought up, and so, uh, so that's the actual violence happening is is the violence that has been threatened against people on our side of the fence you know <laughs> right. uh, now i know that um uh, that you is is as, as, uh, as pastor darren has said um you have you are a lightning rod uh for for attention um and so um have you have you experienced any of that negative feedback people who have made threats against you and, and and understand that if um if this is too sensitive a subject we don't have to go
1: into it but sure well let me first go back to the neighborhood uh mailer that you were talking about and i just i'll say first of all i'm very proud of you for doing that um and it's it's hard to do because it's aggressive yeah um but the only reason people would be critical of that is because they don't actually believe that it's babies inside of these women yeah If you really do believe in the personhood of the baby Mm -hmm. inside that womb, then you have to agree that it is an urgent enough situation. Mm -hmm. Children are dying and being murdered. And so exposing the murderer would not be unconscionable. It would actually be the loving thing to do. In order to protect those children so just want to get that out there yeah that we realize anyone criticizing this just doesn't believe that it's really a baby exactly. that's being killed exactly. um, as for personally what I have experienced uh, I've experienced that the left is ruthless um, they don't just disagree with us they want to destroy us okay. and our values and our voice in this culture right. Um, They have written hit pieces about me. They issue death threats. I've had the police at my house, um, you know, to to make reports for these threats. They have called my husband's hospital and tried to get him fired, Uh saying that we are child abusers um, and all types of false accusations against us. Uh, They just the morning that I was coming here um, for this event, I got and, you know, disturbing phone call at 4:30 in the morning wow. um and they they are ruthless they are angry they do not have love in their hearts and the darkness in their hearts seeps out at anchor yeah. against those who are um you know coming against the demonic spirits and the you know the values that they hold so yeah i've experienced it this week was great it was fun the protesters that came out um, the Ringleader is a writer for John Stewart's The Daily Show. Oh, really? And she's all the way from New York. So she came wow. from New York wow. to New York City to Indianapolis to <laughs> protest the activist mommy and to say and to say that the activist mommy is anti-abortion. I know okay so I
2: didn't know that about the the, the John Stewart thing. Yeah. You would think somebody so high profile would get some better signs. You know, uh, you or know, costumes? Or costumes <laughs> What's I mean. up
1: with the bathrobe and the lampshade? Uh,
2: yeah that was that
0: was that was unique. Um, was that was interesting. I was dying laughing when I saw I didn't I didn't uh, engage them out there because I was busy with other things, but when I saw on social media the Signs that said the activist mommy's anti-abortion. I right. like, seriously? <laughs> Free
1: advertisement? Like, yeah, right.
0: You, is this <laughs> really a joke? Yeah, yeah. So um, very
1: proud of that. You can advertise yeah. that all day yeah, long. Right, yeah, they could have done it better than a you know <laughs> cardboard and a, and a marker. I didn't
2: know if they were... one yeah, of the Yeah, they are
1: or... the. Um, they are a part of the Lady Parts Justice League. If okay. you've ever heard of that. <laughs>
2: I saw the sign.
1: Yeah. But remember, we're not supposed to be. I, uh, objectified by our lady parts. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and men that don't have lady parts that say they're women Yeah. can be. And we're gonna call our group the Lady Part Justice yeah. League. Yeah, it oh, just, they're twisted like pretzels. It's not logical consistency is <laughs> not strange. Don't insult pretzels, pretzels like, like that. <laughs> so I I did
0: wanna um we got a few minutes left here. I kind of wanted to pivot a little bit because I've listened to some interviews that people have done with you, and I know like people hit on the activist side of what you do a lot Mm -hmm. but I want to change gears and focus on the mommy side for a minute because um, I've gotten to know your family a little bit uh, over the course of this event. I interact with one of your daughters on a very regular basis because we admin the Mm -hmm. OSA page together and she's absolutely brilliant in everything that she does and Mm -hmm. your other kids are so awesome and gracious and respectful. Your husband's We were standing around talking about guns for forty five minutes. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. We were were standing on the street corner holding graphic signs talking about guns. Oh, (laughs) not a good combo. um, We're carrying. Like I love, I love your family. So, so beautiful. Such an awesome family. But like, one of the questions I have is like, you got videos going viral, you're interacting with the media and different things like that, and yet like your kids are so awesome and well behaved. It's clear that you spend a lot of time as a mom. So how do you, like, balance all that?
1: Oh, well, thank you. I don't know that I do balance at all, honestly. Uh, and I'm still trying to figure it out because the platform is new. Um, yeah. And so mm-hmm. we've been trying to figure it out over the last two years. Yeah. Um, I am behind on homeschooling my six-year-old right now. So as soon as this event is over and I get home, we just moved um, yeah. from one state to another. So it's been a pretty tumultuous three months that we've had here. Um, but as soon as I get home, I got to really, you know, dig in and get that one child sure. caught back up. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I have things like that in my life that I'm juggling just like every other mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I multitask like crazy. Like yeah. I'm, you know, cooking a meal and, um, uh, communicating with a writer about a blog post, you know, on my phone at the same time, you know, uh, you're always multitasking. Yeah. Um, probably doing a lot of things that I shouldn't be doing while I'm driving <laughs> um, but you know we won't make this <laughs> I invested so much in my kids the first 20 years of yeah. my married life that that has really paid off yeah. and there's a trickle-down effect that really does happen in a large family And I would encourage all the moms listening to me to really pour energy into your husband and your children. Um, I could never do what I am doing right now if I had not done that for 20 years. I'm all about saying no. I'm all about um, not getting so involved, even in ministry and church activities, Mm -hmm. to the point that you find you are not discipling and training your children the way they need right. to be trained right. i hate watching these moms be involved in all these homeschool activities and church activities mm-hmm. and they're pulled this way and that and ultimately their kids are not getting the discipleship and training that they need so i'm all about really staying in the home and focusing on your husband and your children and and doing all family all ministry as a family. Yep. We basically, yeah. for 20 That's years, if yeah. we couldn't do the ministry together, we didn't do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and But we've raised our children on the front lines of yeah. the abortion holocaust. They have been raised in front of abortion clinics. Um, we've done all types of different ministry and honestly, they have always been under my skirt tail, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. right there. Um, watching mom and dad engage the culture, yep. that is why you see my children engaging the way yeah. they do. That yeah. is why my daughter, Anna, like you mentioned, is brilliant and yeah. a debater and, yeah. um, and persuasive um, yeah. and effective because she's watched mom and dad um, in battle after battle yeah. engage in the culture war. Yeah. Do not leave your kids at home while you go fight the battles. Yeah. Always take your children with you. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Well, holy... Saw your children out there today at the uh, at the clinic, you know, as we were at uh, the, oh, the yeah. abortion mill that we were at, um, and just kind of playing and watching and watching. They're what pretty was going much on. taking over our jobs. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. they're just
1: they're just yeah. taking it. They've taken yeah. the baton, they are running with it. There's nothing more gratifying yeah. as a parent, you know. And let me encourage you: the teenage years for us have been the most exciting, Hmm. satisfying years of parenting that we have had. I never dreamed, I never knew, because I hadn't been there yet, and you hear horror stories. (laughs) And it's the opposite in my experience. That's when you start seeing them, you know, work out their their own salvation, and Mm -hmm. uh, begin to hear the call of God, and, yeah. and start, you know, moving in their callings and their giftings. Oh, there's just nothing more awesome yeah. than watching these little humans that you brought into the world begin to do what God meant for them to do. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but cool. if you don't really focus a whole sneaking lot of energy there mm-hmm. in the first, you know, 10, 20 years, you may not end up seeing the fruit of that yeah. Yeah, ultimately. That's awesome.
2: That's great. Well... Uh, that's all my questions. Did you want? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the time you've spent with us and, and just watching you this week and your family and your husband and your kids and uh, it's been a blessing, and I thank you so much for the time you've come out and and been a part of this this uh, event.
1: Absolutely, it's an honor, thank you. So
2: appreciate you being here. All right.
0: All right. well, there we go. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.